In my culture, death is not the end. It's more of a stepping off point. You reach out with both hands and bust and segment. They lead you into the green veld where you can run forever. In five, four, three, two. Extreme close up! Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again. We are back. The Radcast, Season 3. I'm Steven. I'm Matt. And we are excited to be back with you all. Um, it sounds, a, we're not as, like, jovial, I guess, because A, it's 1240 in the morning yeah. when we're recording this. Uh, we're in a, a new living space, so we actually have mm-hmm. neighbors that we share a wall with. So we're trying not to be super, super loud. Also, um, not to, like elongate this preamble before we get into the episode Mm -hmm. uh we just learned about the death of chadwick bosman he for those of you you know if you only knew if you're listening to this um news probably already broke Mm -hmm. and you probably already are going through it if you're a fan of his uh especially if you're a fan of black panther yeah uh, in the mcu um it was a a a shocking death yeah he he already because Black Panther sort of propelled him mm-hmm. for a lot of people, but even before that, he played James Brown, he played Jackie Robinson, mm-hmm. he played he played Thurgood Marshall in a movie. Yeah. So his his lists of credits and important figures he's portrayed just was amazing. It just just an undeniable talent. Yeah, and I mean, he's he was just he was just incredible. What a loss! So young, so young, and and unbeknownst to so many people he had colon cancer crazy for at least the last four no years yeah. um but i'm sure again by the time you're listening to this on wednesday uh hopefully more has come out to kind of shed some light on just this terribly tragic and unexpected mm-hmm. death from just a just a s- super promising young actor especially yeah. The he more, was 43, but that's still it's young. It's true, yeah. yeah. And the more we'd see of Black Panther becoming more of a prominent member, maybe even a leader in the in the newer mm-hmm. Avengers. Um, so it's just really sad to hear about that. Um, so that's just another reason that we're not super, again, jovial um, yeah. when recording this. Uh, but we are recording this intro. Uh, we're going to take a break here in just a second. We haven't done one of those in a while. Right. Um, but uh, all that being said, we're still excited to be back with you all and excited for what the season has in store. We have some old friends who will be new guests as well as the return of some of our old favorites. We also have a new series we will be trying out. It's called Radcast Dollar Rentals. Yeah. Basically, Matt and I will be looking at bad or cheesy kids movies, family movies, or just stuff you'd find on the dollar rental shelf of a video store and just riffing on them. Mm -hmm. So hopefully you all will dig that. We're going to give it a go this season, see where it ends up. We might bring it back. Hopefully it's something because we have a lot of ideas for bad movies. That's going to be replacing Radcast Records. Yes. Um, So let us know. Give us your feedback. See how you like the dollar rentals. Um, See how you like everything else. Um, December, we'll be having themed episodes for sure for that. However, 
with the holidays on the horizon, with Thanksgiving and Christmas, we don't get to those before getting through Halloween. Mm, Halloween, and we best are, time of the year. We are so excited to bring you all this year, Five Weeks of Fright 2, which we've enlisted the help of Count Yuli again to intro us He's at the back, beginning of baby. those shows. Uh, we can't wait to present to you, the listener, what we have cooking. We will cross those bridges when we come to them. Today, however, we are bringing the heat of a spirit bomb with the subject of this season premiere. We have enlisted the help of three experts to teach us a little bit about the 90s phenomenon, Dragon Ball Z. This is in the same vein that we did that Pokemon episode. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So that Pokemon Which episode got a lot of great you know, feedback, traction, on that one. feedback. Yeah. We had a lot of fun doing that. So we did the same thing and listened to help of three very good friends of ours. And uh, we had just a great discussion and we can't yeah. wait for you all to hear it. But before that, Matt, why don't you let everyone know where they can still find us here in season three. You can still find us in season three on Instagram. We're at the Radcast, uh, cast spelled with a K. On Twitter, we're at T Radcast. So T for the cast, again, cast with a K. Uh, go follow us on those um, social media platforms. Also, go find us on Facebook. We're the Radcast. Go give that page a like. Give us some feedback on there as well. You can find us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere you get podcast apps. And, and wherever you can, make sure to rate and review mm-hmm. uh, because that really helps the you know algorithms on Apple Podcasts and on Stitcher. Uh, it helps us become more visible. So mm-hmm. if you could... We'll give us five star ratings. Give us a review. If anything, just tell us that you're listening. We'd really, really appreciate it because we want to hear from you. Yeah, exactly. We definitely want to hear from you. We want to talk to you. Um, and we want to hopefully with season three, break some new ground and get some more traction. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll be kicking out the jams, Dragon Ball Z. So stay tuned here on the Radcast. Now return to the Radcast. I, I like this setup. Yeah, it's nice, especially mm-hmm. if it's just two of us, yeah. you know? So close so you can touch each other. Mm. Hey, don't give them any ideas. Let me touch you. No. Okay. <laughs> Please stop it, sir. Do you feel that tingling? Yes. What a way to make your... <laughs> yes. What a, what, a make, what a way... I'm all flustered. I'm all hot and bothered now. <laughs> season three is starting off right. Am I right? Season yeah. three is making me season feel good. All right. Well, let's let's kick this off before it goes any more off the rails. Welcome back into the Radcast, everybody. Hope you enjoyed that break. Give you all enough time to uh, bury a body. Um, if not, dig faster. Uh, <laughs> like we said at the top, we were talking about Dragon Ball Z um, today. Dragon Balls. Yes, Dragon, Dragon Ball, Ball Z. Z. Something we don't know a whole lot about, but our guests today do. Mm. So Mm-mm. this is a very special episode, not because it's the season three premiere um we're welcoming back to the show jeff wright and jake Vilawald, but also it is very special because a very good friend of ours yes who a man we've known for the better part of 10 years is making his radcast that debut. is wild that is wild i don't know if you <sighs> knew that been t- i feel like i just made that like realization myself yeah, eight yeah. Or nine years but yeah i guess yeah. it has been getting yeah. close, to, 10. close to a yeah. decade yeah, yeah. I, sure. I am wow. i am the improper gentleman i guess you could say That's where yeah. i was never you were well, <laughs> you, you, ten years since we played hockey in the dark. That's exactly. right. Jeff cut himself with a hockey yeah. stick. Yes. <laughs> he was just trying to show off. <laughs> he was trying to show off. Hey guys, off. check this out. <laughs> hey guys, I'm tough. The first two times I met you, Jeff, you almost died. So I thought sure. you were some, you know, 
Ambulance chaser, adrenaline <laughs> Ambulance chaser. He's <laughs> like, thing hey guys, earth. check out this catch. Yeah, Jeff caught that football with his face. He's wild. <laughs> <laughs> well, caught it with I my forgot teeth. about that. Do you, do you remember that? Or did it? I don't, it actually. Like I, I legitimately don't so know what you're talking you were about. You were concussed. Okay. That makes sense. Screw the formalities. Yeah. So, yes. You were like that handsome guy with the bird on the roller coaster. Just whack. <laughs> no, it's crazy to put it in terms of 10 years. Yeah, I mean, cause getting close. Yeah, it is. We're really close. We're on the precipice of that 10 years with the gentleman who is joining us for the very first time. Friend of the show, very good friend of ours, Mr. Ian O'Donnell is with us today. So, Ian, hello. Ooh. Thanks for being on. Welcome hello. to the Radcast. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Happy to be here. Yeah, yes, my exactly. favorite <laughs> Irish karate master. Yes. <laughs> That is a very small subset, but my dad is also in that, so I will take that. Yes, absolutely. And <laughs> yes. your mom as well, right? Or no? You're, is Actually, yeah. No, we did find out they're, they're Irish and not German, so suck it, Jake. <laughs> Sorry, hey, Jake. I, I don't claim to be fluent anymore. in karate. No, no, you're not German, cr- you dummy. <laughs> no, I get that. Oh, no, I understand. Man, I, I, just don't, I don't understand what the here. problem is. I don't understand. Is. I don't get it. I don't understand what the problem is with being German. Yeah. I whole, say I you're you know. fluent in karate. I'm fluent. Oh, you know in what? Crazy. You know what? Oh my god. I uh, just. Ugh. Jake, I don't even know what Jake, to say anymore. Jake, hopefully this will read you back in. Um, this is also special for a third reason. Um, probably oh, shut up. Well, hold on, hold on, Jake. I don't know if you knew this, but this is your fifth time on the show. I was hoping. <laughs> oh yes, man. So where's the? Con- Where's the conf- so yeah. you live in Idaho, so we can't give we can't let you take a picture with that jacket though. Five timers club. <laughs> bye, Jake. Welcome bye, to Five Timers bye, Club. Spud not boy. Idaho. Not Idaho. Corn, not potatoes. Iowa. <laughs> Iowa. Yes. Okay. Right. Anyway, Jake, Five Timers Club. Thank you for being here. I'm getting fl- I'm getting flustered again. I got distracted. Your fiance just walked behind you. Um, yes. Yes. Fiance. I said that. Fiance. Jake got engaged um, when this is dropping two weekends ago. So congratulations on that. But also congratulations. Welcome to the Five Timers Club, buddy. Uh, you'll get a picture one of these days with the with the blazer on. Jeff, your turn. Your time <laughs> is up in October. So and Ian, we'll see how this goes. Yes. <laughs> No pressure. This is your audition, Ian. Exactly. Yeah. I'm going so, to do poorly. I think you're going to do, yes, you're going to do just fine because you three are big fans of the series Dragon Ball Z, which had a huge boom in popularity in the States here in the 90s, but it ran the Dragon Ball Z series because Mm. there's different series, but we're just going to try and focus in on Dragon Ball Z today um, from 1986 to 1996 for the Japanese animation part of it. And then in the mid to late 90s, it started huge over in the States. Um, and Matt and I like very much like the Pokemon episode in season two, we know very little about yeah. Dragon Ball Z, just like we knew very little about Pokemon, except with Pokemon, we actually were we in po- passing interest in it. Whereas like when it first came to the mm-hmm. States, but unlike we with Dragon Ball Z it was one of those things in which when we were younger, we just couldn't get past the, that Japanese animation, right. which I'm quickly realizing as I get older that it has, it has deprived me of some very awesome fights and storytelling right. and mythology and stuff like yeah. that only because i didn't want to watch i didn't want to feast my eyes on the japanese animation so a that's lot of, my own there's fault there's a lot of yelling i was like <laughs> why is all the yelling because um, my house was full of yelling yeah exactly but 
you know, <laughs> we're going to let these three gentlemen take the reins a lot. We have some questions, some prompts that I sent them last week. And then um, Matt's going to do this. He, I think he sent it in the message thread. Um, you have a bunch of Watch Mojo lists. I have I have some lists I, I jotted down from mm-hmm. Watch Mojo and one from this channel CBR. Um, it, time permitting, we might get through them all, but I've got at least three lists that are like count that are like top tens. One of them is a top twenty, um, and they're very Dragon Ball Z centered. So right. basically, as you're got, you guys are our experts today. So going in completely ignorant, I will paint the list for you, and you give me your thoughts and tell me kind of if you agree where you'd put some things, you know. But we'll cross that bridge when we come to yeah. it. Yeah. But first and foremost, I want, I want to ask you, you got you two okay. some questions. Yes, Mr. Yeah. Hosts. Yeah. I, as as self proclaimed ignorant Dragon Ball Z people, I want you. If you had to explain Dragon Ball Z to somebody with just the knowledge you have right now, yeah. how would you explain it? What is Dragon Ball Z to you? So, it, do you want me as a ten-year-old explaining it, or me now? Because I have a little more knowledge you. of it now. Right now, uh, you you pick. Okay, I, uh, can I start? Yes, you start. So it is centered around um, characters of different races from different planets who worship different gods, who possess different powers. Uh, no that, reactions from the peanut gallery. <laughs> that possess different powers, and there's this there's power struggles quite often, and different characters go through different character arcs and whatnot. It's, and it's very yeah. it's very magic centered and very centered around these dragon balls um, that give power and stuff. I would also tack on there, and you guys would probably. I noticed Jake was shaking his head, and Ian did an impression of our favorite president Donald <laughs> Trump when he said wrong. Um, but uh, I, if I may tack onto this, that this is something you guys may agree on. Um, it's a very dense in the way of like there's a lot to it but there it's a very colorful and expansive universe and it's very daunting if you to the history of everything it's very daunting if it's you're first very, getting into yeah, it it's Beca- very it's because, very in depth because there's so much to the mythos yeah. and I, I like that i like yeah. that aspect when you can grab onto a thread mm-hmm. of what's being like of what's going through the stories yeah. and the history and everything it becomes more enjoyable but if you're like first getting into it it's it's kind of like it's almost like a task to mm-hmm. kind of follow everything that's sure. going on. I don't know if you guys would agree with that or with any of our assessment of my explanation. What did you disagree with? I didn't disagree with anything. I just thought when you were saying there's different gods and a power struggles, it sounded like you were mistaking Dragon Ball Z with history of the <laughs> Earth. But it, you know, it's it, it it sounds relatively accurate. Um, is, is is there not a power struggle at some point between two characters? Would you would you agree? That's any story. Yeah, well, sure, power well, exactly. struggles between it's, several characters. Does it have to? It, I, exactly. That's any story. That's using any story throughout history. So, Ian, I mean, what what say you, Ian? I mean, when you brought up the fact that they're worshiping people, I was like, did that ever happen? That doesn't sound right to me. I know. I know. I don't think there's any. I know there are super comic the guru. There are gods in I there. I mean, it's just they, it's. 
It's like monkey ninjas versus space fascists. It's not that complex, guys. <laughs> right, exactly. That, exactly. Well, and so, well, so my well, vague description wasn't that far so, off. Yeah. So <laughs> let's, uh, we're going to turn the floor over to you guys. Ian, I'll... I'll, I'll <laughs> monkey ninjas versus space fascists. I'll, 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 stay, I'll stay with you because that might have been something that appealed to you as a kid. But as far as... Fascism. <laughs> fascism. I loved fascism as a child. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, so I'll stick with you on this one, Ian. So... Um, Yes. Just starting off, when did you get into the show? What appealed to you with the show? And kind of what's your history with the show? Because like we had mentioned kind of starting off, you're, you've been in the martial arts since you were a kid. So um, what, what appealed to you about Dragon Ball Z? Yeah, I remember growing up, right? There was a, there was a split in my timeline from when we moved from our first house to our second house. Mm-hmm. And I think I was around like six or seven. So I don't have a ton of memories from that first house but i do remember watching dragon ball so Mm -hmm, there's that split between dragon ball and dragon ball z and if you've watched the original show where it kind of follows goku as a kid there's a lot of humor in that show and a lot of humor that really isn't for children so i'm probably attracted to a lot of that and of course the Mm -hmm. fighting was fun and cool and there's a lot of really like amped up characters i think in the original you still have like krillin and tien and goku and Mm -hmm. bulma yeah all the villains are just cranked up to 11 and you just love watching them get the shit kicked out of them yeah um and then, of course, as you mentioned, like being in martial arts, right? Like, I remember my dad, when we were running these karate tournaments, we would sell merchandise and we had Dragon Ball Z shirts. So, nice. of course, I was always wearing a Dragon Ball Z shirt yeah. under my gi. You always kind of think about like embodying like a Saiyan or Goku right. or going Super Saiyan when you're like, you know, we're fighting kids, right? Yeah. Like, you know, of course, when I'm nine years old, I need to channel that energy to beat up people. So, mm-hmm. it was kind of with me through that. And, of course, like, sharing it with your friends and your family. And I think for, for me personally, it was a good unifier with mm-hmm. a lot of the friends that I had because I grew up in like predominantly black neighborhoods and mm-hmm. how you guys mentioned how you couldn't get into anime growing up a lot of the friends I had were a little bit older and they couldn't get into cartoons but they oh, could get okay. into anime because gotcha. it had a lot of this bravado and machismo mm-hmm. yeah that combined with the fact that a lot of uh, the hip-hop around that time period was embodying like Bruce Lee and yeah. samurai culture you think about things clan, like Wu-Tang yeah. right yeah. like yep. they really they really incorporate that into that and a lot of the hip-hop artists today like incorporate dragon ball z into their yep. songs yep. so growing up as a kid it was a way to like bridge that cultural unifier you know mm-hmm. and like oh, yeah. share something with your you know not just the people you go to school with but also the older kids down the street like everybody i remember i was probably like nine or ten uh watching like the pivotal moments of dragon ball z with like 14 and 15 year old guys in my neighborhood yeah. so mm-hmm. like That's it always awesome. kind of had like a place and then you know later in life rediscovering it with with Jake and Jeff and watching like the abridged series it's just yeah. kind of <laughs> consistently been with me throughout throughout my life uh, awesome. At, at any, except for except for GT, I stopped watching it after yeah, Dragon Ball Z. That, yeah. That'll probably come up in this episode because I know Jeff uh, despises GT. Um, and that's because he's a man have, of culture. <laughs> I have rewatched it a handful of times, a couple episodes here and there. There is good ideas in terrible execution in mm-hmm. Dragon Ball GT. Mm-hmm. I I still don't like it, but. It did more good than I thought it did, which yeah. was none. Right. Yeah. Well, what, like, that was like, a very low bar. I would, before, before we move on, I yeah. I uh, I got this image in my head because I knew we were going to be talking to you guys, and uh, 
we've what the hell was, are you sanding something sanding my yes. nipple <laughs> <laughs> i spilled some soda on my desk oh okay oh lord uh <laughs> spilled soda on my desk um uh but i was thinking about it today and i got this image in my head because when when we first became friends with ian we found out that his dad and mom own a karate studio and and he did martial arts and stuff and so we would talk about that and us being stupid not stupid as in like i don't know what i know karate just from power rangers show me your cut though <laughs> but more like we indulged in the silly karate stuff um and we would talk about like the hillbilly ninja and stuff like that and i just got sure I got, sure i got the image in my head today of like did you ever have a kid that for his kata like he paid to be in the class and for his kata he's just standing still and he's just like <laughs> okay so <laughs> so to that point there is there is something like that so when, we, when we're doing these tournaments right like there's yeah. there's typically you have your forms and your kata right and then right. You, have your, you have your sparring where you're just right. you know you get in a ring you fight each other right yeah but when you're doing your kata you you walk up to the judges you say your name you say the name of your form and you kind of you're kind of like sitting there in your stance kind sure. of talking to them and there were kids who would like finish their little spiel and then just like <laughs> they would charge up a little bit and then they would they would do their thing you know my favorite was when we would do the musical forms which would open up the um yeah the tournaments and like hearing like the music people picked was so hardcore 90s and early 2000s yeah. i probably heard the mortal Kombat theme oh yeah dubstep of like a course. thousand times <laughs> just never yeah it definitely happened yes people thought they were were goku People thought we're well. <laughs> what are you doing? I am going super sane. Um, so, Jeff, you jumped in a little bit with GT, uh, but of course, you started with Dragon Ball Z, correct? You didn't. I you did. Didn't jump okay. In well, with I mean, GT. he commented yeah. on yeah. GT. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, started yeah. with GT. No. <laughs> I started at the end and worked my way back. No. Um, so yeah, I watched Dragon Ball Z. Um, my first exposure to Dragon Ball Z, because I didn't have cable until I was like 12. Mm-hmm. So I remember there was one time that Kids WB on a on a weekday or something, or I don't remember when it was, but like for a short amount of time, they showed Dragon Ball Z on Kids WB mm-hmm. for like an episode or two. And I remember watching it, I was probably six or seven and it was when they're on Namek and Goku was fighting Raccoon. And for anyone who doesn't know, Raccoon is this big, muscly, mm. I, I don't want to say flamboyant, but flamboyant um, villain. Right. And he just was weird and goofy to me. And like, I didn't know what was going on. This was my first episode of Dragon Ball Z. Not a clue what was happening. The grass was blue, the sky was green. Yeah. Guys were yelling at each other. One guy was <laughs> oh. half naked. And I just remember distinctly thinking, this is effing weird. <laughs> sensory, I'm not watching this Sensory anymore. overload. <laughs> it, it really was. So I didn't watch Dragon Ball Z again until we got cable in like fifth, fifth grade. I got cable and um, it was Toonami every day after school. They showed Dragon Ball Z and it was during the Majin Buu saga so I honestly I joined in on the Dragon Ball Z at the end of it. Yeah. Watched through that entire saga, but because of the internet and being a kid at the time, I like went through everything I could find on the internet and just kind of 
learned the history of Dragon Ball Z Mm -hmm. through reading stuff and watching early YouTube at the time and fell in love with it and, you know, picked up video games that replayed the entire story time after time after time. So, like, I picked up the story very quickly. Um, Yeah. And then, of course, in elementary school, there were rumors that Dragon Ball GT was going to continue the story. So I was super pumped and excited. And then I saw the first couple DVDs of it. And I was like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. This, this is sad. They look like The <laughs> so, Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. But they've all got, like, white skin. Or, they, I mean, they're all, like, white. <laughs> like, white people. <laughs> yeah. The white people with no superpowers or energy blasts. They're just yeah. talking. Yeah. <laughs> this is friends. <laughs> so I I grew up in a, in a relatively uh, conservative household. Mm. Um, and yeah, what? yeah, you're shocked, aren't you? No, it's uh, so my, my my mom and dad were very much. Uh, they were pretty wary of what me and Mitch were watching uh, based on blood. Pretty yeah, much, yeah. violence is fine, but blood, yeah, no. exactly. So, we started watching some DBZ because uh, some friends from around the block were, you know, they were like, "Oh yeah, this new an- or this anime uh, is is really awesome." These guys just shoot like energy blasts out of their hands, and you know, they get super powered and stuff like that. And obviously, we had seen characters and stuff mm-hmm. like that, so we knew what it was. And we started watching it, and it was fine. And then there was an episode where Vegeta was fighting Frieza, and he has a hole in his chest, and he's lying mm. on the ground, bleeding out of his mouth. And my mom walked in at just that moment, because you know how when you're Jay watching TV, all. your parents walk in. <laughs> your parents walk in you at the worst time. Yeah. And so there's blood coming out of his mouth. He's lying on the ground, and my mom's just like, uh-uh, no. <laughs> no, and turns it off. And I was like, Wait, God no, no, damn no. it. Like, <laughs> yeah, see, my dad would have been like, ooh, what are you watching? So I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so probably, we didn't... Your dad's like, that's not real. You know that, right? <laughs> it's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my dad watched all that like really uh, brutal anime coming out of yeah. the 80s and 90s. So oh I think it was God. really imprinted on me. Like I would walk in the basement and they'd be watching like Ghost in the Shell or Trigon. And I'd be like... What is what's <laughs> happening on the screen? Wowie, wow, wow! Like if you see something like that, you'd have nightmares as a child. <laughs> they look cartoon boobs. <laughs> they look cartoon. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, my mom's don't like, count. "Don't watch Beavis and Butthead," but like, go watch with your dad while like an anime person explodes from the inside out. <laughs> Just blood everywhere. Yeah. So, uh, so your mom was against it, but um, you event you eventually were able to latch on to it became a yeah, dragon yeah. baller i mean later on it was just like something that we were able to watch whenever you know because it came on on toonami and it's mm-hmm, it's yeah. it was always on cartoon network you know mm-hmm. after school so we would come home and watch that but like there's there was so much of it to get mm-hmm. into um it's it's kind of like you know it came to the states late and then we got into it later so there was always there was always so much that i hadn't seen but you kind of just get to know what happened mm-hmm. based on okay well what villains going on or what yeah. villains in the storyline right now what's you know who came first which villain came first and you kind of just <laughs> realize like okay basically they fight a villain goku died and then came back to life and then you start the whole cycle over mm-hmm. again so but you you know you get to see a little bit of each villain depending on how you watch the show and got to know kind of the backstory of that and then Later on, I watched the abridged version, like Ian mentioned earlier, yeah. and that is absolutely hilarious, and it cuts out 
like 90% yeah. of the filler in the show because <laughs> yeah. the show is notorious for spending six episodes yeah. to have a character do one motion. Like, yeah. right. And that's an exaggeration, but not it is, really. It is very exposition heavy mm-hmm. yeah. with the character's inner monologuing what their thoughts and feelings are mm-hmm. and then cutting to another character and what their thoughts and feelings are. Then you cut to another character who does something for like half a second and then you have to get Take other people's dump. thoughts and reactions to it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's very much like Star Wars, right? Like they have mm-hmm. they have like a character's arc get to the peak and then they go to another character arc when they get to the peak and then they do the meanwhile back at the ranch yeah. and then yeah, yeah. everything finally comes together <laughs> at the mm-hmm. end and you're like, I've been waiting 47 episodes yeah. for the Frieza arc to finish. Yeah. And then, but in your head, you're like, it's only like, this happens, this happens, this happens. You're like, how the, f- how the hell was it 40 episodes? Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah, exactly. It's been two days in yeah. the story. Yeah. Well, there's like the one like in 10 minutes, the planet will explode and that's four episodes. Yeah. yeah. I was just about to say like, prime example is like the latest series, Dragon Ball Super. Mm-hmm. They had this big battle royal tournament that is only supposed to last 60 minutes but it spanned like 60 episodes <laughs> if if not more and it i don't know there's just some suspension of disbelief that like this could not like even if you mash it all together yeah. it's not an hour this is like no. yeah. 6 hours even combined. It's, it's, there's, even there's if an you... episode so there's there's an episode there's a character named Krillin and there's yeah. an android he's in love with her he fi- you find out she's in he's in love with her and well, she's so pretty she's to him and yeah, she's hot. She is even for and, a cartoon. But he's got he's got a button. There's if you're listening and you don't know what I'm talking about, that's understandable. This makes absolutely no sense. He's got a button and he can press it and blow her to smithereens. And there's literally like two or three episodes where he's just watching her like she's so pretty, but I have to blow her up. But she's so pretty. It's it's ridiculous yeah. the amount of Why do we need this? this? Yeah. It's so funny that it's almost it's almost like the the uh, the creators in Japan were like, you know, sixty minutes, span it over sixty episodes. We need to make sure we to get we need to get that story arc of that old man eating noodles. Yeah. So it's just like, it's well, like all these things, but don't forget the old man eating noodles. Well, Jake, what you just described is the krillin's kink saga you remember the kinks of yes. krillin's saga well, of course i remember yeah exactly of course i remember we're gonna talk about it later it's my favorite i was gonna say krillin has a child with this robot like yeah. the show makes no sense whatsoever and like <laughs> obviously he was right not to blow her up but yeah. then, it literally just skips to an episode and you're like wait a minute that blonde kid looks like that she's a robot yeah who was the pervert <laughs> that made this robot with functional sex organs i wouldn't Japanese people, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta bl- blame Dr. Zero on and then, that one. And then oh. in Dragon Ball, there's a character who finally gets access to all of the Dragon Balls and gets one wish, and he wishes for a pair of panties. <laughs> yes. Well, he does that to prevent the villains from getting uh, their yes. wish. Getting his panties. Yes. How, how, how did so I he's forget? Actually so yes. he's actually a hero. He's actually a hero. Speaking world hunger... Or pair of panties. Yeah, he pair panties. Yeah, why is that the wish to prevent them from getting their wishes? I don't know. Yeah. Like we said, Japanese. Because he's a pig. It's oolong. Yes, yeah, right. Oh. He is a pig. Remember, we're talking about it. <laughs> um, but uh, just on the point of waiting like four episodes for one thing to happen, I know. Even as, would you say, even as a fan of the show, did you get to a point where you're like, "Come on, get on with it. Let's go." No, as not as children. Kid, no. No. Okay. Interesting. All right. Very, I mean, very that's, interesting. That, that's yeah. very. Well, because when you're a, as kid, a kid, it all makes sense. It's it like, you, of course, I needed to see this. Mm-hmm. Like, as a kid, this is like, how they I, did it. I hung on every sure. 
like we, moment. We had the time. Yeah, yeah that's care. true. I yeah. guess, yeah, that makes sense. Like, because I thought about that today, and I was like, yeah, that really did. They really did stretch out a fight between like, you know, or just a story between like three episodes. And I was like, I guess that that's really good I think, because it leaves you wanting to come back to watch it. I think it. that's why, again, from outsider's perspective, just storytelling wise, I think it makes the climax and the ending of the fight so impactful because yeah. you've watched it develop over the course of three episodes. Mm-hmm. So something to where um, Goku goes like, uh, what, Super Saiyan when, 3 or whatever against Frieza. No, it's uh, or, well, let's just say when he goes Super when he goes super Saiyan for the first time. Right. Yeah. It's, it's not it's, against Frieza. But, right. But it's it's a climax of not just the whole series to that point, but also... If that was just a 30-minute episode, right. it, I don't think it hit as hard if it wasn't like stretched across. Right. You know, yeah. And that's where that exposition may help. Yeah. Those inner thoughts and inner dialogue and monologue um but also the appeal uh, i guess it was against frieza who went super saiyan the first time never mind the like you said you hung on everything because it okay okay i said super saiyan for the first time against frieza that's correct steven said super saiyan three yeah two different thoughts two different thoughts yeah Yeah, it was two different thoughts um but not only were you did at least as kids something we can relate to yeah you hang on the exposition you hang on the build Mm -hmm. you hang on you know everything that's going on but also um i mean everybody looked super heroic like yeah. everybody looked i mean you get like these jacked dudes and dudettes and they're like it's it's like a, it's a fighting there are fighting tournaments yeah. and they're like like you you'd mentioned jake there's these there's these energy orbs and yeah. things like it's it's the way that they fight one another is cool because there's martial arts mixed with mysticism which is just it's right out of the pages of a comic book and there have been comic books but it's like there's mangas and yeah, yeah. yeah it, but it's it's it it's right up the alley of kids who love superheroes and jeff i know like us and jake too and ian i i'm sure to some extent grew up with okay, well, Jake as well, but grew up with an interest in comic books and in superheroes, and so it was that I th- I'm pretty sure that's probably what played into it, at least for Jake and Jeff. Would I be right in assuming that? Yeah, I, I didn't really know there was manga really all that much before watching this show. I, I realized that Japanese, like, I think it was like late elementary school, early middle school. I'm like, wait, they read their comics backwards? Like, I didn't know what yeah. a manga was. Yeah, but right. then you write, you find out that all these animes that we watch, not to get sidetracked, you know, no. Dragon Ball Z, no, Pokemon, everything usually stems from a Japanese comic that's yeah. way more violent and way worse than than the actual yeah. show. Yeah, not not so much the mangas, but just you guys grew up being interested in comic books and just watching the show, the characters reminded you of comic yeah, book reminded characters. You oh, of like, yeah. Superheroes. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Superheroes. Yeah. I, I yeah. don't know. I, for me, I don't think I ever like looked at Goku and was like, wow, he's a superhero. Cause yeah. like for me, it was just like, Oh, that's just his, like, I don't know. That's just his normal clothes that he fights in. Um, so like, I, I don't know. I guess I never made the connection sure. that he was a superhero. It was probably the bright colors that did eventually draw me to yeah. it. I was preconditioned to like look at guys who fought bad guys in bright colors and want to watch it. But I don't know. Um, I don't think childhood at me ever like looked at those characters and said like those were superheroes. Mm-hmm. But they probably subconsciously were scratching that same itch that I had right. in my my brain. Yeah. Well, you also think you think about DBZ and superheroes at the same time. Now, like, 
I guess I did, yeah I didn't really see them as superheroes because they're killing people <laughs> like <Right>. their <laughs> heroes are saving people a lot of the time and uh, you know at least when we're kids we see it that way but mm-hmm. they're actually just how do I kill this bad guy how do I absolutely sure. obliterate them off the face of the earth mm-hmm. and then like okay yeah we're happy we're all good after they're dead so it's like mm-hmm. I don't know I guess it's a little different yeah Okay. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense too. Like maybe sometimes you're jaded by the superhero code of ethics and you're mm-hmm. like, Oh, I just want to watch a more edgier take on, um, heroics. And these guys are actually killing the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but cool. Um, so as far as favorite characters go, um, who you, like, who are some of your guys' favorite characters in the show? Cause there's a whole litany of them. There's a whole stable of characters in different parts of the show. So Ian, we can kind of kick it to you first. Yeah, I think I t- two come to the top of my head. Um, one of which is is going to be the Cell Saga Gohan, specifically once mm. he snaps like a twig. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I think that was always kind of the moment in the show where like, because, you know, as a kid, right? And especially for me, like my dad being a martial artist, Gohan and Goku be having this father's yeah, relationship. Yeah, yeah. It always good. kind of felt natural. And, and while Gohan isn't like, you know, a tertiary character, he's very much in the, in the action. He's, you know, he's a child. He's not mm-hmm. as strong. And, and there's... There's moments throughout the show where he kind of gets, there's like this underlying um, thing that he has this like untapped strength inside of him where mm-hmm. he can he can go off at, a, at certain times, but then kind of essentially pass out or get the shit kicked out of him. Right. But when he finally does like realize he has his power and taps into it, he, he essentially becomes like the strongest character mm-hmm. through all of Dragon Ball yeah. Z for like a couple of episodes. So he's definitely going to be at the top, specifically that little age. Because once he's like a teenager, he's a loser. And I'm not a big <laughs> fan of Saiyan Man. Um, yeah. And then I think the other one that comes to the top, and this is a character that only gets like a little bit of time, is a character called Pycon, who ah, okay. they meet they meet him in the afterlife. So like that's the thing when you guys were talking about death in the show and like the superhero code of ethics, death is very different in Dragon Ball Z because it's not permanent for most yeah, most yeah. of the characters because can always they can be brought back. Like literally Goku trains while he's dead to get right. to get better. <laughs> um but there's one I, I want to say it's it's after the cell yeah it's after the cell it saga is. so yeah. right it's like right the filler Boo. stuff between cell and Boo. So so Goku has died and he's he's in the afterlife and he meets up with this guy named Pycon who we know nothing about he's just this green dude in this cool costume mm-hmm. and we see in in this afterlife there's Frieza Cell the Ginyu Force like all these people that they battled and they're like hey Goku we're gonna come kick the shit out of you collectively because <laughs> we hate you and at the time we're like oh actually this is kind of a heavy lift for Goku and Pycon literally just beats them all up in like two seconds. Yeah. And then there's a tournament fight between Goku and Pycon that's just incredible. Nice. So I've always loved him and thought he was he was super underrated. And then I guess the last one that comes to mind is probably the Trunks when he comes out of the hyperbolic time chamber mm-hmm. and he yeah. fights Cell. Yeah. There, it's only like for an, it's like very specific times in these arcs where I'm just like that was a really cool character for these like five episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He essentially comes out and he gives Cell a run for his money while he's in like his not final form. And then once Cell gets his final form, it, it kind of changes. But in that brief stint, Trunks was like the strongest mm-hmm. in the universe. So that was kind of cool. Cool. That's cool. Right on. It's funny. Well, you were mentioning all that stuff. And I, I mean, obviously, I'm not going into this cold. Like I I still, you know, took some notes and, and uh, kind of brushed up. And we I watched actually, some of it. Yeah. I actually could visualize just based on the stuff we watched. I visualized like at least the trunks coming out of the hyperbolic time chamber and uh like when when Gohan is fighting uh you said cell 
Yeah, it'd be Cell's final form yeah, yeah. when he when he snaps. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I remember seeing both those things. So I genuinely like when when you said that, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, that was cool. From from what I did watch, that was cool. Mm-hmm. I I also have to throw in uh, Gohan from the from the trunks or sorry from yeah. the Cell series just because. The idea of a of a young kid who's you know kind of timid sometimes, and all of a sudden he just snaps and is just this incredible badass. Mm-hmm. To have that ability is so cool. And then he ends up killing Cell, and it's and and you know he goes all out. Just he's just a badass. But then again, yeah, he turns into Saiyan man. He's like, I'm gonna give up becoming a Saiyan forever. And it's like, yeah, you <laughs> suck now. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna be celibate. Yeah, specifically. <laughs> I'm going to go play baseball. <laughs> yeah. go He's play like Michael baseball. Jordan. He was like, peak of his career. Yeah. I'm going to go play baseball. I'm going to go play like, baseball. What? <laughs> Hold on. Is it, didn't, he, didn't he break to go become like a vigilante, or am I thinking of something different? That's Say a Man. Oh, it's Say a Man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, kind of. Um, Ian's saying no on the Say a Man. <laughs> He's not good. Um <laughs> Second would have to be, and 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 I thought this would be an easy question. And I looked up a bunch of characters, and I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I really love Android 16. Uh, he's just mm-hmm. this brooding giant android whose only goal in life or and creation is to kill Goku. And so yeah, that's kind of it's kind of one of my first uh, you know first experiences with watching someone who's trying to kill one of the main protagonists. Mm-hmm go from being a villain to someone who is like huh. i love the birds like he's a robot <laughs> he was created to kill and only kill and he's just like discovering nature and you find out he's just a giant sweetheart and then he gets his head knocked off and then cell steps on it and you're like oh my god i feel for a villain so it's mm-hmm, kind yeah. of like he's he's just this like big softy but he's also just just this brooding beast of a, of a robot. So I really liked mm-hmm. watching him. Um, I really like his character arc. And then I think last would probably be um, Boo. Okay. Uh, Super Boo, hmm. specifically, yeah, okay. just yeah, yeah. because he looks awesome mm-hmm. and he's terrifying. Yeah. And he's just like kind of a, a very good example of a terrifying villain who. Um, it, Honestly, the saga was confusing to me as a child because mm-hmm. there's Majin Buu, who's the fat thing. Yep. Right. And then, I know. you know, turns into Super Buu and then Kid Buu and all this stuff. And it's, but I just really like the way he looks and the way he fights. He's just mm-hmm. so powerful. So that's just kind of, you know, another introduction to how you can actually like a villain mm-hmm. yeah. because he's just so cool. He's just cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, that, that Buu is such a chaos agent too. When he finally goes, he goes wild. I think there's a point in the series where like, He's doing an attack, and Goku's like, "You're gonna kill the whole universe," and he like, teleports them to a different universe. <laughs> He's like, "I just don't give a shit. It's it's whatever, man." Yep. I'm going to continue the trend of saying Gohan, but I just I I like Gohan pretty much overall. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, my first exposure to Gohan was during the Boo Saga, so it was past all the filler stuff with Saiyan. Um, and it was when Gohan basically like realized he had to start training again mm-hmm. so he could take on Boo because he was like the only one who was capable of taking him on. Goku was ha- going to have to go back to the afterlife and everything. Vegeta had died. Um, and there's this moment where Gohan has trained as much as he can. He's had all of his potential unlocked by another character in the show. 
and he goes back to Earth, and uh, the person who teleports him back to Earth like asks him if he can do anything else for him, and Gohan is like in this like uh, they're called the Kai's, like mm-hmm. they're the guardians of the universe yeah. essentially. Yeah. This uh, he's in this Kai outfit for training. And Gohan just asks if uh, this person could transform his clothes into the gi that his father wore. So it's like Gohan and Goku's gi looks awesome. He challenges Boo, and Boo's like, aren't you the guy that I killed or whatnot or blah, 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 or something like that. And Gohan's response is, yeah, but now I'm going to kill you. And it's so badass and it's so epic. And Gohan kicks the tar out of Super Boo for a short amount of time. Um, so I've, I've always loved that version of Gohan. I agree. Gohan during the Cell games was awesome as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, him snapping and going Super Saiyan 2 was incredible. Um, but following up from that, my second favorite character is always played second fiddle to Goku has never taken the number one spot, but I love Vegeta. Mm, Vegeta's I think awesome. I think he's amazing. I think his story arc is so incredible. Like he's gone from this ruthless killer to somebody who protects the earth and loves his family. Like mm-hmm. you see him grow compassion and mercy and empathy for other people. Um, so I've, I've just loved his entire story arc from start to finish. And then thirdly, my my third favorite character is actually Piccolo. Okay. Ooh, just because yeah. he he also started as a villain uh at the end of dragon ball there's demon king piccolo he gets killed gets reborn as the piccolo throughout dragon ball z and he starts as a villain someone intent on killing goku he he redeems himself and he becomes a good guy and just the entire time he just has this edge to him throughout most of the series mm-hmm. that kind of dies down near the end yeah but I, I'm sure we'll get to like favorite fights or whatnot, but I, and I won't say what it is right now. But Piccolo probably has my favorite fight from the entire series. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to talking about that. Yeah. Ooh, so I feel like it'll be answered um, in, in some of these lists because I feel like Matt will name some things on these lists and mm-hmm. then you all will throw in your two cents on your favorite fights. But we're going to transition over to some of these lists that you have yeah. that you got from Watch Mojo. Um, and then we'll kind of jump back in with some of the questions I sent. Uh, again, like you said, time permitting. So let's, um, let's, but yeah, let's, let's, do, let's do what the ranking of best fights were. We're, yes. we're on the topic of fights. Oh, let's kind of see what they have ranked. And the, the, the rule, not rule, but the... You guys feel free to drop in whenever. If you need me to stop, like that, you want to explain something, or you drop in with a thought, go ahead and do it, and I will. I'm on your beck and call. Or if you just want to sit back and listen, and then give your two cents, it's whatever you guys want to do. So, I got this list. It is top ten uh, Dragon Ball Z fights, uh, and this is from two years ago. So if there's a fight on here that you're like, why isn't that on there? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was. Less than two years ago, that's probably why. So at number 10, they had Super Saiyan 3 Goku versus Majin Buu. So, you know, uh, pretty pretty, pretty stellar little start. Solid start. Pretty stellar little tussle there. Uh, Number 9, they had Gotenks versus Super Buu. So Gotenks, obviously you guys know is Goten and Trunks, you know, know, 
doing doing the what what's it called? The little transformation, no pants dance. Is that what that is that what that's called? Yes. It's exactly what it's called. <laughs> right on the head. You've done yeah. your research. <laughs> You've done your research. Um, number eight is Piccolo versus Android seventeen. Boom, baby. Yep. Okay. So it's on the list. <laughs> Favorite fight. It there needs you go. to be higher. So, yeah, and it's funny because I think I remember I saw that, and I think I remember you saying it was your favorite fight, and I was like, Jeff is probably going to say that needs to be higher. Um, so number seven we'll, is... We'll circle back to you so you can explain yeah. um, why that's your favorite yeah. fight. So number seven, we've got Vegito versus Super Boo. So, so the Goku and Vegeta combination, um, which I think is one of the coolest ones in the very short stuff I know about... Uh, Dragon Ball Z. I did play Dragon Ball Fighters, and that was I think um, Vegito is a character on there, isn't he? Yeah. So. Yep. One of the best. So number six is Goku versus Vegeta. Um, that's when v- Vegeta morphed into Great Ape. So uh, I I do remember that imagery from when I was a kid, from when we were kids. Uh, number five, they got Goku versus Cell, which starts off. That's like the first major, like first important fight in the Cell games. And it's funny that it like kicks off the cell games, which I think is pretty cool. Um, number four, got Goku versus Majin Vegeta. So when Vegeta was taking uh, Bobbity, was he's controlled by Bobbity, correct? And he kind of became a Majin. You have done your homework, yeah. sir. Yeah. See, <laughs> guys, I know more than you guys do. It's written about down, it. um, and it's also <laughs> written down. Yeah. Um, uh, number three, Goku versus Vegeta versus Kid Buu. Or no, Goku and Vegeta versus Kid Buu. Um, it was Kid Buu in his purest form. And Goku threw a spirit bomb, which I wrote down like it was some special thing. And I'm sure he threw a lot of spirit bombs. So <laughs> well, That's a pretty special thing. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah, Ian, but it hardly ever got the job done. Ian, yeah. Ian was raising the roof on that. Is this a fight that you hold pretty near and dear to, to you? No, I was doing the spirit, oh. spirit bomb. <laughs> Because in the show, he had, he's like, I can't do it myself. I need the world's help. And like people are just yeah. around the world are like, hey. It's like, it's like so lend me your energy. It's like as lend a kid, me your energy. It's like as a kid, if you're I think it's that fight, too, against Kid Boo. Yeah, I think he probably. calls upon the world's energy. Yeah, probably, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think, as, I think as children, we all collectively were watching the TV and like, you got it, Goku. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's so Very positive. I felt like such a middle-aged mom. When he says, oh, you're racing. Yeah, raise the roof. <laughs> Is it a good one? Go, go, cool. Go, Ian, do you have two questions? You have both of your hands up for some reason. Yeah, it's praise Jesus. Um, raise the roof. Let's continue with Vacation Bible School. Yeah. Praise, praise Lord Majin Buu. <laughs> praise him. Uh, number two is Gohan versus Cell. And so that's when Gohan goes Super Saiyan 2 and destroys like the Cell Juniors and basically just goes ham on uh, yes. all the bad guys. And I'm then really curious what number one is. It is Goku versus Frieza. When Goku goes yeah, Super Saiyan for the yeah. first time, it's really yeah. good. So it's really, really good. That's that's the trend I was seeing in these lists is that anything having to even do in that arena, like pretty much it had to do like number the tops of any moments in Dragon Ball Z mm-hmm. is yeah. Goku going Super yeah. Saiyan for the first time because it was like it was basically like a myth, wasn't it, up until that point? Like going Super Saiyan, like yeah. you didn't think it was because like a lot of these villains are that was like their quest was to try and go Super Saiyan or like discover Super Saiyan or whatever? If they were in the same I mean, to our knowledge, yeah. there, there's yeah. only like what, when the show starts, there's like three Saiyans left. There's Raditz, yeah. Vegeta, Goku, and it's like, Gohan. It's like Jedi. Mm-hmm. It's like the Jedi. Well, and and Gohan's, a, Gohan's yeah. a halfy, you know? He's right. a blood blood or whatever. He's a halfy. Nappa, Nappa was a Saiyan. 
Was he? He was just bald. Yeah, he came from the same planet. <laughs> just, but he has a tail and everything. Oh, he does have a tail. You're right. You're right. He just yeah. if he went Super Saiyan, he'd have like little tiny little Tommy his Sickles eyebrows hairs go yellow. Spiky. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and his Fu Manchu. Yeah, there you go. That turns blonde. Yeah. Uh, so Jeff Piccolo versus Android Seventeen. You had a particularly positive response to that. Well, what, how's that your favorite it's, fight? It's it's my favorite fight because, I mean, um, it's important because I believe it's at this point. So the Z fighters, all the heroes, to them, the androids are had been the most powerful characters. Mm-hmm. Then they learn about Cell, and they understand that Cell can become the most powerful being in existence if he absorbs these androids. Yeah. Um, so basically, they have three, four huge threats that they're having to manage. Mm-hmm. Piccolo at this time basically fuses with another character of his race. Um, it, in the like mythology of Dragon Ball Z. Uh, Piccolo's race is called the Mechians, and they have this ability to like split off from each other um, to basically like purge their evil thoughts and desires from themselves, and that manifests into another mm. entity essentially. So, Piccolo was all of the negative aspects of this character named Kami, and Kami realizes that they have to merge back together to be able to be powerful enough to face these threats. So Piccolo and Kami have just merged and Piccolo, I believe at that point had become just as powerful as Goku, if not higher. Yeah. Ian saying, I think he was, I think for like that brief moment, he was like number one for like a split second. He was the most powerful character in Dragon Ball Z. So him taking like him getting that justification that like, yes, he is powerful. Yes. He is a threat to all the villains And then him taking on Android 17, who is also one of the most powerful characters Mm -hmm. to exist at the time. They just have a drag out fight. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot of martial arts in it and a lot of energy blasts. Um, It's just like for a kid, it's a spectacle to watch. There's all of these flashing energy blasts, all of these attacks being thrown at each other. Um, Piccolo has something called a hell zone grenade. Damn. Um, where awesome. he basically shoots off all of these energy blasts and like forces them to converge on his enemy or mm. whatnot. Um, and it's also speaking of the manga, um, I had picked up the, uh, Shonen jump manga that had that fight in it from mm, the grocery nice. store. Yeah. So cool. I was able to like read it and like see the original art for it too. And that just like, I think that combination of nostalgia for me just makes it my number one fight. Nice. Jake and Ian, uh, did any of your guys' favorite fights make that list, or did you guys have something different? There there are honorable mentions that I forgot to read, so maybe there's something in there. Maybe. That... I don't I think I think I'm just yeah, let, let, yeah, kick yeah, it over. Let, yeah, yeah. Just, Jake, what's what's your favorite fight in Dragon Ball Z? I love I mean, I'll I'll agree with the list. Goku versus Frieza is awesome. He freaking cuts yeah. him in half. Like it's it's insane the the violence in this episode, which is not the only reason why it's an awesome fight. Right. But yeah. you see someone go Super Saiyan, and then he cuts the villain in half. He's just lying I'm sorry, there. Frieza With... cut himself in half. Okay, I don't care. <laughs> okay, well, I don't care. <sighs> Frieza sounds like Harvey Frieza Firestein. gets cut in half. <laughs> it's awesome. 
I think it's really fun to watch and really awesome. And like, I th- and not to go too behind the curtain, but in an episode earlier when we were talking mm-hmm. about Dragon Ball Z, that was supposed to be the end of it. Like, it's a yeah. perfect ending, wraps up everything. It's such a cool fight. And then I also agree, Gohan Vercel is excellent, aside from yeah. the fact that it took so many episodes for the one-armed Kamehameha wave to actually kill Cell. Mm-hmm. But like... Or, you know, blow him away. Also, you know. behind the curtain, that was supposed to be the end of it, too. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So you, there's no wonder why those two fights are so excellent. It's because their story, are, like, they wrap up an entire story. And I think that they are yeah. just they were done really well. So, yeah, those I, I would just agree with the list on those two. Yeah, I take a little umbrage with the list just because it's so Majin Buu heavy. Sure. And, and in my say. head, True. I remember more more memorable fights from the Frieza saga, from yeah. the Cell saga. And and I'm going to I'm going to throw in two fights, right? Sure. Cuz like I agree with number 1 and 2, like the Frieza fight is incredible yeah. and the the Gohan Cell. The first one, I I they got to give more respect to the Raditz fight because that's how you're introduced to Dragon Ball it's Z. True. And you see just how high Fair the stakes point. are. I believe in the Raditz fight First off, I think T- uh, Chaozu dies pretty early on, trying to sacrifice himself. That's and with Nappa. Beat- That's with Nappa. Okay, so to beat yeah. to beat Raditz, literally Goku has to like full Nelson Raditz, yeah. and then tell Piccolo to shoot a beam through him. Mm-hmm. So like right off the bat, we're like, this is the strongest character in the universe. This is our hero, and he's like, I'm gonna kill myself in the first episode. <laughs> and he's and dead. then that really sets up this thing where he's like, I gotta go train and then get back because Vegeta's on the way. So I think. They're not giving enough respect to the the original Dragon Ball Z fight. Yeah. And then I mentioned earlier, the Pycon Goku fight is just mwah, yeah. chef's kiss because <laughs> <laughs> they're they're doing it in the tournament of champions style. And this is before the show goes completely off the rails, where like every single being they find, this is the most powerful person of yeah. all mm-hmm. universes. It just the stakes just it's, get too high. Yeah. But at this point, it was like Goku's counterpart from another dimension, and they're they're. They're, they're, they're not fighting to kill each other, but they're fighting for a tournament, and they're, they have big egos. Mm-hmm. And the way that the fight goes down is that, that Pycon does this like ability where he swings his arms around and then shoots a fire tornado that is just messing up Goku. So you have this amazing artistry of just seeing this flaming tornado shoot yeah. all over the, the uh, tournament arena. And the way that Goku finally beats him is he instant transmissions behind him as he's doing his windup for this fire attack, and then Kamehameha waves him like out of the world, and it's just <laughs> That's it's awesome. just so good. Like, yeah, it's better than some of those Majin Buu fights you guys mentioned for sure. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The uh, the yeah, I was gonna say I feel like the with the with the Dragon Ball Z run before like GT, um, I feel like with the series is like you said, Ian. Like the stakes are higher. I feel like they had to they had to really work to to become powerful and then what i was noticing because there is a list on here i probably won't read because it's a lot of just dragon ball super characters to where even the guy who entered the list was like by the time dragon ball super came around if you were anything less than nine thousand, like it was laughable and i was like that just seems like unfair and it's not very engaging like there there you don't have like the 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 mythological strength people can achieve or you don't have the excitement of a character that is like growing and training mm-hmm. and, and and he finally achieves this this power and i don't i don't know that that's just me talking to someone who so like the strength of dragon ball z i think as a as a concept and a story is that we're following goku yeah 
overcoming the next challenger. Like, like mm-hmm. yeah, we see him start as a kid learning how to be a martial artist. He He's obviously facing more and more powerful threats as it goes. Then you make the jump to Dragon Ball Z, and, like, the, the jump between power levels is pretty noticeable yeah. at the start of it. But Goku still makes that, and he overcomes it, and he punches through that ceiling. Yeah. But that, I mean, it's kind of... It kind of sets dragon ball z up for failure because if your entire story is your main character punching through a ceiling of power Mm -hmm. like you get to a point where you can't go any higher like in dragon ball super as much as i love that dragon ball is still going on yeah uh 20 years after i watched it for the first time Mm -hmm. like they're literally have characters that like there's a character that is the god like the end all be all Mm -hmm. god of the universe right or Zeno, Zeno, Zeno? Yeah. yeah, like he's he's king over all. <laughs> he, he's 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 called the Omni King, so he is the king over all of reality. And like, you, as an audience member, you're like, okay, when's Goku gonna break through that ceiling? Mm, because like, oh, it's what he's done every time. And once you get to that point, it's like, okay, the story's done. There's nothing more yeah. you can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. It's yeah, there's there's a lot. A... Oh, go ahead. You're just going to interject me, sir? My dad had a great way of looking at this when I was a kid. Like, by the time they got really strong, you know, they're punching each other, they're fighting. And if you watch the show, they would hit somebody and they would go flying and they would go crash through a mountain. My dad would be like, yeah, if they're so strong and their punches are so strong, why does hitting a mountain even affect them? Like, yeah, right. mm-hmm. they break mountains with a pinky. Like, who cares that's if they fair. got shot into one? Yeah. It doesn't matter. Shut up, dad! <laughs> but, that, but that's fair, though. That kind of my applying, childhood. Applying that kind of logic yeah, to it, yeah. There's no logic. Yeah. No, there's, there's yeah. nothing there. What were you going to say, Jake? I was just going to say with like Dragon Ball Super. I mean, like, I think the reason Dragon Ball Z is still going on is because it's such a cult phenomenon. Like, it's, yeah. it is, it is, you know, everybody knows Dragon Ball Z. Like Ian was saying, there are rappers and, and hip hop artists who are putting Dragon Ball Z in their songs when yeah. anime was nerdy, like, forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now it's like this really awesome thing. And, and I think yeah. that Dragon Ball Z, for what it's worth, is doing a really good job of continuing going on because in Dragon Ball Super, there's literally this there's this villain named Hit, who's a hitman, really creative. And not to spoil <laughs> anything, but you find out after Goku fights this guy, it's this you know big fight and everything, and he's supposed to be the best you know hitman in the universe or whatever, or he's supposed to be a super powerful guy. And they're like... Why is he fighting Goku? You find out Goku put a hit out on himself because he needed just like someone strong to fight. So it's just yeah. like it's not even <laughs> the show's not even taking itself that seriously anymore. Yeah. But they're doing a good job of it. Yeah, yeah. for sure. What's what's the let's so, let's do another list. So I think here. I'm gonna I think I'm gonna jump ahead. Um I've got I found a list that this uh, YouTube channel CBR, um, they do a lot of countdowns and they'll count down um, things from worst to best. Um, so this person did um, the Dragon Ball Saga's worst to best, and he oh. he factored in <laughs> he factored in twenty sagas, and so twenty through sixteen is like the bottom five, and then fifteen to one is like the fifth top fifteen. <clears throat> so so it will be. There were twenty sagas. I think I can't remember I what remember his. That, Yes, yeah, so like three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but so a lot of these are probably gonna be like, I, I okay. Um, it's like finding but, out all the small little battles that happened in the Civil War. It's like I thought there was just Gettysburg and Emancipation Proclamation, the, the <laughs> yeah. battle at the post you know, the office. Ba- 
<laughs> um, okay, so um, a lot of these might be new to you guys. So, so sagas from worst to best. So number twenty, which is going to be the worst one, is uh, the God of Destruction Beerus saga from Battle of the Gods. Oh, uh, uh, this is including Dragon Ball Super. Yeah, that's uh, super. okay. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, it's stuck. So, so this might go faster than I thought it would. That's um, what she said. <laughs> um, grow, do, <laughs> pe- do people still do grow those? Up. Hey, I, grow the fuck up, oh, okay? You, hey, whoa, Jesus <laughs> Christ. There it is. There's the fuck. <laughs> uh, that's the one we're not going to bleep. Um, God <laughs> almighty, what's wrong with you? <laughs> grow the fuck up. <laughs> um, uh, number 19 is Universe 6 Saga from Dragon Ball Super. Uh, again, another Dragon Ball Super. Yeah. Um, I feel like num- this gave it away from Dragon Ball Super. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the bottom five are going to be Dragon Ball Super ones. Probably. Well, yeah, let's probably. skip to the bottom five. Yeah. Uh, so, so Peaceful World Saga, which is the epilogue of DBZ. Um, oh. Seventeen is the Galactic Patrol Prisoner Saga from the manga. Um, yeah, this <laughs> that's actually pretty decent. It's <laughs> getting really it's been pretty. We're not peaceful. that much experts on this. We're just no more than you. The, then I'll just the peaceful I'll just... one sounds like The Sims. <laughs> well, when we when we get to like the top, you know, ten, when yeah, I'll just keep going. Uh, number sixteen is the Great <laughs> Saiyaman Saga and World Tournament Saga. Um, so fifteen is the Boo Saga. So these like, he's like wow, top fifteen. Low. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fourteen is the Golden mm. Frieza Saga. Thirteen. That's okay. Is is the you not feeling that one? This is the Maytag Freeze okay. saga as well, Boo. isn't it? Yeah. Um, but uh, so that that's like in the top, but it's like lower top. Um, Thirteen is World Martial Arts Tournament Saga. So like the the inception of the of the martial arts tournaments that became so like prevalent. Um, number thirteen, twelve, and eleven are chronological. So the Red Ribbon Army Saga, and then eleven is the Tenshin Han Saga. So those Oof, three kind those of need to be higher for including those, everything. Those, those Dragon Ball ones, yeah, right. those are pretty good. Right, um, but yeah, the Tenshin Han. So those are eleven, twelve, and thirteen. Uh, number ten is the Future Trunk Saga, which I mean, from what I know about it, maybe be a little higher. It's pretty, but pretty, yeah. pretty bleak saga, yeah. if I don't say. I like dismay. Um, number nine is the Android Saga. Um, and then we're start, you know, we're starting to get to the top eight. The eight is the King Piccolo saga. Um, seven is Piccolo Junior saga. Um, I would have come. Yeah. You swapped okay. them. Yeah. <laughs> I would have combined them. I oh, mean, combine them. Yeah. It's it's one overall story, so I don't. Yeah, whatever. it's weird that he that they split it up. Um, number six is the Universal Survival Saga. Uh, number. F- <laughs> Number five is the very first saga, so the Emperor Pilaf saga, which kind of is from the original Dragon Ball series. Um, number four is the Broly saga from Dragon Ball Super Broly. Um, oh, I like the movie. I don't know if I yeah. put it that high, but I, I liked the movie a lot. Yeah, the person, the, per- the person seemed to get really excited uh, about the movie, so he had to excuse himself for a second. It's very um, good, right? Yeah, that. But they that's that's in their top four. Uh, number three is the Cell Saga. It's the debut of Super Saiyan yeah. two. Uh, number two is the Saiyan Saga. So the intro of Vegeta, 
And then the number one is the Frieza saga. So pretty good top three. I, as it should be. Yeah. Good top here's three. What? Yeah. Go yeah. ahead, Jeff. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, good top three. I am so baffled how he broke up these sagas because, like, I mean, the the Frieza saga had like three sagas in it. If, yeah. If you're we're wanting to be specific on these things, like there was the Ginyu Force saga. Yeah. There was, um them actually finding the dragon balls on Namek mm-hmm. saga and then there's the actual like encounter with frieza yeah. from him going from his first form to final form so i i agree with how he laid it out yeah. i just don't understand how he broke up other things sure to lay it out so i it guess was the peaceful earth saga <laughs> that was like one episode how how well i guess yeah. i guess it's kind of late in the episode to define this but if while we're on the topic how would you guys define a saga like what makes a saga is it like chapters the in a book villain. like how, how would how would you define that the villain for me yeah the yeah. first saga is the saiyan saga because the villains are the saiyans mm-hmm. yeah Nappa sure. and vegeta the second saga is the frieza saga because it's frieza yeah the third saga is cell cell yeah. Fourth Saga is Majin Buu. Majin Buu, like, yeah. you don't have to break up everything like this guy kind of did. It's just whatever villain it builds to in the climactic fight, that's uh, how you categorize okay. it. Okay, that makes, yeah. a, that makes yeah. it a lot and easier. And I can understand to... why he broke up, like, the Android Saga and the Cell Saga, but when you yeah. really think about it, like, th- some of these, some of these like, lesser sagas, it's kind of like mini-bosses leading up to the boss, like, the big sure. boss. But there's some importance in there that, like, kind of defines the series down the road sort of yeah and like that's the why, creation was, that's of the why like we, when we started off it's like aren't there just three it's like right, mm-hmm. right. frieza cell <laughs> yeah. boo yeah Done. exactly like, <laughs> which that makes sense yeah. that you that you would think that yeah cool i don't know where you guys are at time wise but i think we're uh we're getting to the point to where we're we're reaching kind of our our stopping point here um, there's obviously, um, good, like there's, there's a lot, there's a lot more we could talk about. Uh, I mean, Matt, you have like several of the other lists, but well, and also we could, we could, uh, do some watching ourselves and maybe come true, back yeah. together for another yeah. DBZ episode sort think, of after we've been indoctrinated a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I think we're gonna, we're gonna cut it off here. But not before, um, if you guys can think of maybe one or two of kind of your favorite memories with the series. Because obviously, Ian, you put it beautifully at the top there when you said for you it kind of bridged cultural gaps. Um, so that's a really cool way that you kind of have connected to it and how it kind of it's burrowed it into you. But um, for you guys just as a whole, what are some of your favorite memories attached to the show dragon ball z specifically i think for me um kind of in the same boat as ian um i was talking about dragon ball z at school i was i made friends with kids that i didn't necessarily i wouldn't normally have made friends with Mm -hmm. like i was just talking about dragon ball z in the gym like other kids heard that i was talking about Mm -hmm. dragon ball z so like they started talking and I was like, Oh cool, we all love this show, so yeah. like let's all be friends. Yeah. Um that and then just as as sucky as Dragon Ball GT was, I do distinctly remember like 
after Dragon Ball Z ended because the internet was still so new. Like, all of the kids on the playground, like, were scouring the internet for rumors of, like, there's going to be a show after Dragon Ball Z and this is what it's about. Mm -hmm. And, like, half the stuff everyone was talking about was completely made up bullcrap that they just found written on some fan fiction thing. (laughs) But, like, just the fact that we knew there was something after Dragon Ball Mm -hmm. Z, but we didn't know, like, that kind of mystery. I still look fondly back on that time, like, in elementary school. Cool. Right on. Yeah, I think for me, overall, I probably had the best memories with, like, the entirety of the Cell Saga. And, you know, later on, watching the abridged with with friends when I'm much older. But I Mm -hmm. think think it's going to be the the climax of the Frieza saga because one, you know, I was very young at that time and I think I watched it with a bunch of friends, but Frieza was like, like to that list you guys just read, he was the best villain hands down because he's like, he's like half Hitler and half Veruca Salt. (laughs) I mean, Namek, like he's just the worst and you just want to see him die. And I just remember like, it was so hype watching the fight scene because essentially Mm -hmm. like when you're watching, when you first introduced to Frieza, he's like, so short he's like a couple feet tall he's very androgynous he they talk about how he's really strong but every time they beat him up he like transforms and gets stronger and stronger and stronger until the end where he's just like this yoked out perfect form guy yeah and he's like well five minutes before the earth explodes or namek explodes so watching him get sawed in half i think we were all just like screaming and yelling yeah and uh i can't remember his i wasn't at home i was at a friend's house because of course it was like we gotta like is this gonna be the episode where frieza dies because you would Mm -hmm. never know with dbz it's like well, they, there's five minutes left, but that could be yeah. three more episodes. So <laughs> that's sure. cool. I think that payoff was, as a kid was really, was really big. And then I, I think, I think it was Y2K. We were watching the Majin Buu saga. Like everyone was like celebrating the New Year's. And we were just watching Dragon Ball Z, and that's just like one of those weird yeah. memories that just like is just living rent free in my head. I'm like, just have vague little memories. Yeah, of just it. Y2K, <laughs> Conser- awesome. conserving water and yeah. making sure that your computer doesn't eat you. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like, why do these guys have M's on their head? What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. I really like that. M for millennium. Yep, exactly. Yeah, that's cool. And Jake, finally, what about you? He's going to be like talking about it with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> This episode, go um, listen to it now. I really listeners. liked uh, the merchandise that came along with it. <laughs> What'd you say? Um, I really liked the merchandise. Uh, just take you. Sorry. Oh, I think my computer's lagging. lagging quite a bit. <laughs> oh, your computer's lagging. Oh. <laughs> okay. Jake's okay. coming in like 140p right now. Jake's late, just like always. Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> okay, there you are. <laughs> um, okay, sorry. Um, I really, I really like the merchandise, all the action figures and stuff that yeah, I was able to collect, that was cool. and, and we were able to play with you know friends around the block and stuff like that. Would bring their action figures over, and we make them fight, yeah. and you know occasionally we'd trade them and stuff like that. But like. Action figures for DBZ when I was growing up <laughs> were like. Computers <laughs> lagging so fast. Him talking fast is what did it for me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's happening right now. <laughs> anyway, Get a better internet connection. Like figures <laughs> were really cool to me. I really enjoyed them. <laughs> what, the f- what the fuck is happening? <laughs> it's funny because like everyone listening it's gonna sound totally normal it's gonna sound, <laughs> jake's gonna sound 
clear as clear as a cucumber. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I don't know what the fuck's going on, but he can't even <laughs> exhale without sounding like a robot. Action figures, okay? Action figures. All right, end it. <laughs> <laughs> Jake likes being a blind consumer. End of episode. Oh, okay, so the action figures, and then also, I really I love to draw in elementary school, and uh-huh. if you couldn't draw like a Saiyan, you weren't shit. So being able to yeah. like hang out with a bunch of people in class and and just you know learn their techniques to draw Dragon Ball Z characters, and you always draw yeah. the hair super spiky, and it's always based on Goku. You got like the five little you know spikes yeah. of hair out there and so just drawing saiyans a lot and drawing trying to draw like the villains it was just a way that you could you know rally around as classmates and just kind of you know relate to everybody and mm-hmm. you know it, it was just a lot of fun to talk about in in class and uh you know ignore what we were supposed to be learning so yeah cool of course i like that i like how everything just gets drawn back to building friendships yeah, with it which sure. is really really cool um speaking of friendships thank you guys thank you guys for being my friends yeah uh, thank you guys for being on this episode I expect my check in the mail yeah okay, okay. Well, i'm behind okay daddy warbucks yeah. um but <laughs> thank you guys so much for being on yeah um, we really so really appreciate it um this was fun i think you your guys's appearance on here has made the season three premiere of the radcast something very special so Jeff, Ian, you'll be on more episodes. Yes, for sure. <laughs> Ian, past. great input. Ian, thank you so much for being on. Jake and Jeff, thank you so much for being on. Uh, it's always great talking to you guys, yep, especially about something that we may not know a lot about, but you guys love. And it was, yeah. a, it was a pleasure listening to you guys talk about it. Great, great season three premiere. Yes, great season three premiere. And we're looking forward to what season three has to offer. Yes. But until then, be good to yourselves, be good to each other, because why would you want to be rude when you could be rad? We'll see you next time. This concludes our broadcast day.